0: This is HBR episode 2208 entitled, Kayak Camping. It is hosted by groups and is about 25 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, kayak camping is a really fun and affordable way to explore the outdoors and get away. Today's show is licensed under a CC by NCSA license. This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com
1: This is Droops, and you are listening to Hacker Public Radio. Today, I'm going to take a diversion from tech content and talk to you about camping out under the stars. More specifically, my favorite type of camping, which is via a kayak. Now, I recently did a a five-day trip, and it was so good for my soul to get away from technology and be one with the outside world. Now, I did bring my cell phone, and it was turned off most of the time. And it was really for emergencies and to let my wife know that we were still alive. And also to take a few pictures and send them to her to make her jealous. I also brought my GPS so that I would know where I was and be able to do all kinds of nerd stuff with the data it generates when I get back home. And I am not the perfect outdoorsman. I don't do everything properly. If you want to see a flame war then you should read some camping forums and look for advice. Everyone has stuff that they really stick to. Um, camping is something that I did a lot of as a kid. And like a lot of people who are starting out or a lot of people that I see, I always brought way too much stuff. And the more stuff you bring, the less fun it is. Now I've got a good mix and I want to share my experiences. And hopefully you can learn something, improve on what I do, and get away from the world for a while. Again, I'm far from an expert. I like to be comfortable, which usually means warm and dry at night. A little rain during the day is not going to kill anybody. And I like to leave places better than I found them. This past October, my wife and I took our little kids to explore the mid-Atlantic coast, and we car camped all the way up and back. We camped outside of Washington, D.C. for a few days, and we explored that great city, totally smelling like campfire and we've taken the kids on several such adventures and as a family we have car camped all over the country often when it was too cold for most people to camp out which means there was way less people around and car camping I should explain is camping with your car carrying everything which is great with kids but it limits where you can camp often we find a spot in a National Forest where we can camp away from the, quote, camping areas and instead, you know, just explore off on our own. Now, camping near others spoils it a bit for me, but it might make people who are new to camping a little bit more comfortable, but sometimes it's it's unavoidable with the car. Um, I've done a lot of backpacking. We go to Arkansas a lot, and I spend a lot of time at some of my favorite places there and carry things, and my backpack for camping when i'm carrying things is totally different than when i bring when i'm car camping and it's totally different than when i'm kayak camping and this episode is actually about kayak camping which is just the most awesome way to camp and i've also taken the kids to do this so every year after christmas some cousins and i go for a long trip exploring a new creek in louisiana and we've learned from our mistakes we've had some cold wet nights (laughs) and uh We've got it down to almost a science. So camping shouldn't be expensive, and I don't have any high-end gear. Uh, the trick is to add your kit every time you go. So in a, in a hacking analogy to this, no one boots up their laptop with all the tools that they need the first time. You totally learn as you go. And there's no need to buy a ton of new stuff to try camping out. Um, most people that buy camping stuff use it once or twice. And that's about it because they buy way too much stuff and make it too much of a hassle. So borrow their stuff. And, uh, we started our kayak camping trip, um, in a borrowed 14 foot aluminum John boat with the three of us in it paddling this boat. And a John boat is a aluminum flat bottomed, just basic boat. And they're hard to steer they're hard to paddle, they're uncomfortable, and we found that kayaks give you a lot more independence and stealth. And kayaks are just awesome. And let's, let's talk about kayaks. Um, I can live from my kayak for a few weeks really easily. It's not fancy, it's not a expedition kayak. It's an old town vapor, it's 10 feet long, it's plastic. And it was really built for fishing for a few hours. But if you don't bring way too much stuff, it'll totally hold all your gear. And we do a lot of winter camping out of our kayaks. And Louisiana winter, like we have uh, the governor's issued a proclamation about the winter we're having right this second. Because for the next few days, it's going to get down to like 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And it might ice or it might snow. And everybody's freaking out. So Louisiana camping in the winter is usually in like the 30s or 40s. Um, (laughs) It's kind of nice. But the sleeping bag and the sleep system that I bring is the stuff I bring when I'm going to get down into, you know, a little bit above zero degrees Fahrenheit. Um, So my sleeping bag and my sleeping pad strap onto the top of my kayak. My food all goes behind me and my tarp and my backpack all fit near my feet. I had to take the floats out of my kayak um, to make some room, which is kind of stupid because if my boat sinks, I don't have the little styrofoam floats anymore, but I have enough gear and it traps enough air. It, it keeps the boat on top when I capsize. Um, I paid about $300 American for my kayak about 10 years ago, and that was really well spent money, but we didn't start with the $300 boat. We started with a borrowed john boat from somebody um and now but you should be able to and you should be able to find a place that you can borrow a boat or that you can rent some kayaks i like the sit-in kayaks as compared to the sit on top as i go a lot in the winter and you get a little bit less wet in a sit on uh, in a sit-in kayak and i also feel a lot more stable with all my gear having it on the bottom of the boat right next to the water so it's kind of weighted at the bottom I use a single-bladed paddle, which I paid 10 bucks for, or a double-bladed paddle, which I paid $40 for, depending on how thick the trees are on the creek. Now, when I say a creek, I mean a small little stream that people do not live on. There are several everywhere I've lived. Um, Kayaks need less than a foot of water so they can go places that people with motors can't go, which means people don't live on it, and it means people aren't there hunting and fishing and doing things which makes it much more peaceful like I can from where I live right now drive 30 minutes in pretty much any direction and find a creek that I can spend days on without seeing another person which is awesome um lost my my train of thought now sometimes in these little creeks we have to drag them over stuff or around things but it's usually time for a bathroom break anyway so that's okay in a small creek, we average about 12 to 15 miles a day. And sometimes there's a proper boat launch that we can put in. And sometimes we just have to stop at the edge of a bridge and just kind of drag the boats down the hill and put them in the water. Flowing water totally helps. And so does having a vehicle parked where you plan on getting out. There's nothing worse than getting out and then having to wait for somebody to come pick you up. We like to stop where there's a restaurant. except after five days of eating campfire food. It's really nice to kind of pig out. <laughs> um, so let's talk about sleep systems. I've experimented a lot and I've comfortably slept in below freezing temps in an old Army Surplus sleeping bag that usually runs like 50 to 100 bucks with the, the very important thing an insulated ground pad, which you can get a little like foam one for 10 bucks, or you can get like a nice air one that self inflates. And the army bag is four pieces that all fit together. There's a summer bag, a winter bag, and the summer one fits inside the winter one. There is a Gore-Tex rain shell, which is like a raincoat for your sleeping bag. And there's also a tough little bag to carry it all in. It's kind of heavy for hiking, but it's great for kayaking because the boat's carrying the weight. And I stuff all the bags put together into a garbage bag, and then I put it into its case. And this keeps it dry. And it also allows you to get the air out of it so that it's not sticking up so high. I have it right behind my head, and sometimes you have to duck under trees. And it's nice not having a giant sleeping bag hanging out behind you. It's something low. And it's not the best bag by any means, but it's really cheap and it works. And that Gore-Tex liner for it, which keeps it waterproof, or mostly waterproof, is is just awesome. Because I hate tents. And I use one with my kids. I have a little $40 tent that I bought for them to play with in the yard. And it's turned out to be a really, really nice tent. We have used it all over the country. We've used it in Louisiana rain. We've used it in Upper Peninsula rain. The wind in um, Montana picked it up with my wife in it and kind of carried her like a a kite. That was kind of cool. And it's just a great little tent. And it's got some burn marks in it because I'm camping with kids and sometimes we're too close to the fire and sometimes they're playing with the fire. And they're just covered up with electrical tape and it just works great. If it's going to rain really bad, I'll put a tarp over the top of it. Um, In the summer, I like to sleep in a hammock, which I paid $15 for. It is not a fancy, you know, double nest, all the crazy stuff. And in the winter, I sleep on the ground. I always put a tarp over me to keep off the rain and the dew. On my recent five-day trip, it rained two of the nights, and I stayed nice and dry under the tarp. The Gore-Tex bag is really nice, because it keeps that sleeping bag dry, As rain will splash, and it'll build up on the ground. The first night, it rained a torrent, and our kayaks were way too close to us, and it was splashing water on my face, so I literally slept with my feet out in the rain in a puddle and stayed nice and dry. Um... Talking about tarps, I took some students camping a few years ago, and we didn't have any trees to hold up the tarp, so we just laid out underneath it when it started raining and laid the tarp on top of us, and we could feel the rain beating on us. It was kind of cool. Those poor kids had never been like for real camping, and they got a lot tougher that trip, but if you're working hard enough at your camping, you can easily sleep through anything as long as you're warm and dry. So my dislike of a tent comes from not being able to look around. Tents can keep bugs off of you, which is sometimes really nice, but are just tiny little rooms out in the middle of nature. Like if you're raining and you're locked inside this tent, or if it's raining and you're locked inside this tent, like that's miserable. I like having some air. I like being able to look around and see what's going on. And a good sleeping pad is essential to me as it insulates you from the cold ground. When I was really kind of learning how to camp in the winter i had this zero degree bag that did not keep me warm in 30 degree temps because i didn't have that ground pad you know when you compress your sleeping bag it kind of loses all its thermal properties all right so it is so as it is now you've found a stream hopefully that's small but but passable you've borrowed the smallest boat you can You've bought an insulated pad, you've got a small tarp from the hardware store, and you found a used sleeping bag. So you're pretty set up, and you can totally do this. Now now you need some clothing and food. Clothing is something you already have. I don't have any specific camping clothes, even though I love to go camping. Um, We do a lot of hunting, like just in normal life and also on our kayak trips, so I wear greens and tans and something kind of durable, but nothing camping specific. I just layer a lot. Padlin will totally keep you warm. And if I can get away with it, I will wear shorts and sandals, which I have done every winter in Louisiana for our long trips. This way, if I get a little wet or if I have to step into the water or if I have to help somebody else, I don't have to be wet all day. Boots suck. <laughs> and every time I wear boots, to go fishing or kayaking I will find water that's just a little bit little bit deeper than my boots. And I like to keep some wool socks in my pockets to keep my feet nice and dry um, or at least warm. Now um let's see my raincoat comes with me as well as a fleece and some insulated pants and shirt. If it's cold enough I'll bring a scarf. I always have a hat to block the sun or to keep the rain out of my face or sometimes just to use with the campfire to grab a pot that's really hot. Uh, I like to wear a subdued baseball cap. And I always have a dry pair of underwear and socks in case I fall in. Everything that I wanna keep dry goes into plastic bags. I don't have any um, waterproof bags, those expensive things you have to roll up. I use um, generic Ziploc bags because the Ziploc brand always just seems to leak. So I just get some cheap bags at the grocery store. Freezer bags are a little bit more durable than regular bags. And I never can dry my wet shoes when I'm camping. So I wear sandals because they will dry really easily by the fire. We don't have rocks in Louisiana to heat up and stuff in them. So, you know, in my shoes. So sandals work really well. All right, so food. Food is one of my favorite parts of camping. Food is one of my favorite parts of normal life. I bring food that won't spoil during the trip. And we fix the stuff that will go bad eventually. We fix it first. Um, Breakfast is usually eggs while we still have them. Bacon. You can bring some just fresh bacon for the first few days and eat pre-cooked bacon the rest of the time. Oatmeal is wonderful. Um, I don't do oatmeal packets, but we make our own oatmeal. Um, Honey is wonderful after... I like to snore, and snoring out in the cold makes my throat a little sore. So adding a little honey is awesome. Um, I, I always get good local honey because it costs just a dollar more, and it tastes so much better. Lunch is usually some biscuits that I make before the trip, um, some cheese, some sausage, snacks. I love Snickers, and I love fresh fruit as it'll keep the whole trip, and it's already waterproof, and it biodegrades. Supper is the big meal because when it gets dark, you want to have your tent up you, or your tarp up. You want to have your fire going, and you have lots of time to sit there and kind of cook. So the first night, we usually do kebabs, as you can cook it on a stick, which is really easy clean up. I will totally chop up everything, put it in some generic Ziploc bags, and marinate it, and then freeze it if it's not going to be all that cold on the trip, and just carry that in the boat and plop it out we eat it easy to clean up it's so good this this trip i made a fresh duck gumbo our second night i cooked some rice before we went because cooking rice on the campfire is a pain in the butt and i made a roux um and had it in a ziploc bag before we went because that takes forever um i like to bring everything in plastic bags so we can burn them in the campfire And please don't blame me for that. We really burn the hell out of them. And that's probably not the most correct thing to do, but it keeps us from having to to carry trash around. We'll bring instant potatoes, which are just dehydrated potatoes. That's always a hit because it's warm and filling. And I try to cook real food, as the weight's not really much of a problem with the kayak, and real food just tastes awesome on a campfire. Sometimes I bring a cast iron skillet. Other times I have just a cheap old skillet that we've replaced the handle on. There's no need to buy fancy, expensive camping cooking stuff. Now, for hiking, I'm not bringing a cast iron skillet. I'm not bringing this big old skillet, but it all fits in the kayak. It's okay. I use a bowl that I got as a three pack at a dollar store, as well as a fork and spoon from the dollar store. Um, you can buy titanium camping, you know, sporks for seven dollars, or you could buy a real lightweight, cheap fork that'll last for years for you know a quarter. Um, I bring a fish turner to cook with, as it's awesome. It's like a funny shaped spatula, and I also use it on my stove at home. Dishes are done with creek water and a Brillo pad in the creek. I like to bring a cheap tea kettle that's made for home use as it's got a big old fat base and it's short just a regular tea kettle campfire kettles are crap and expensive you have to clean now you have to clean the soot off of if you use your home stuff to cook Uh, and you can do that when you get home or you can enjoy just the campfire smell for weeks after your trip every time you cook now nobody wants to spend time with me if i don't have my coffee (laughs) so I, i bring a french press everywhere i go i have a plastic one for backpacking and i have a nice insulated metal one for kayak and car camping and i bring a thermos too so i can have coffee all day instant coffee is horrible cowboy coffee is gritty and bitter that's where you just put the grounds in the water and boil it um camping coffee pots are fragile. I bought one for $20 once and broke it the first trip. Um, and they just, you have to babysit them too much. With a French press, you just boil it, some water, let it sit for a second so it's not boiling anymore, brings it down to that optimal temperature, pour it in your French press, and it's really where it's at. I always have really good coffee and tea when I'm camping. Now I, I try not to bring too much pre-made food. <laughs> um, but some homemade biscuits and beef jerky are you know a wonderful thing. The next time I go, I'm going to totally make fry bread tacos. And I'm really excited about that. I can make all of that camping. I like to cut up everything at home while I have a table and a radio or a TV or someone to talk to as compared to trying to bend over a fire and do it. Now, water is the next big thing. Some places, we just boil the creek water and use it. It's great. In Louisiana, we have really dirty water, and I bring three methods to filter it. Once, we ran out of clean water and didn't have good coffee, and that was a bad trip. So my main filter, I bought this immediately after the trip where we ran out of water, is a caden ceramic filter, which is awesome but super expensive. And if I was doing that purchase again, I'd probably get a gravity setup instead. And with the caden there's a hose that goes in the... In the creek, there's a hose that goes to your water bottle and you pump it. It's 90 to 100 pumps to fill up a standard size Nalgene bottle. Um, with the gravity setup, you can kind of just fill it full of water and forget about it for a while. My second filter is a Sawyer Squeeze, which is like 15 20 bucks, which was my, my new purchase this year. And it allowed me to fill a water bottle from the creek while I was in my kayak, put the filter on, and just drink it which caused me to drink way more water, which is a really good thing. And the third is the standard, just we bring a tea kettle and boil the hell out of the water, which is really good for survival, but it's not really good for coffee. It's, it's really great for tea. Tea will filter some nasty water for, or not filter, but retaste some, uh, some nasty water for you. Now, others that I camp with have those little UV filters. You fill up your bottle and you turn the UV filter while shaking the bottle up. But you have to charge it, and it doesn't filter out the murky water. And I don't really care for drinking water that I can see crap floating in it. Um, For hygiene and first aid, baby wipes are your friend. I get the little travel packs so that they're small. And so is some ivory soap. Um, Again, we hunt. And so after you clean out an animal, it's really nice to wash your hands with some ivory soap. It also floats if you drop it. I bring a small tube of toothpaste, a regular toothbrush, some deodorant, and if I'm feeling a little frisky, the first aid kit um, is the is the before mentioned soap, some tweezers in case you get a splinter in your hand or tweezers are wonderful, um, some Tylenol, and for headaches I bring some pills to make you poop and some pills to stop you from pooping. There is no need for anything fancy. If I get a bug bite, I'm gonna wash it with some soap and move on with my life. Um, if you know I cut myself, we'll tear some strips out of something to make a bandage. Like it's okay. You don't have to bring a bunch of band-aids. And you're a spore, and you'll be home eventually. So on me, my person, I, I have my everyday carry pocket knife. I've had a bunch of knives. The one I love is not real crazy. Um, it's this little. Thin $20 knife that clips to my shorts, or my pocket. And I used to bring a fancy camping knife, but it was really just big and heavy. I don't bring an axe or a hatchet. Firewood is never a problem. You can break it by hand or put it against a tree and kick it. Or you can just burn it in half. So um, I have a Bic lighter in every bag and in my pocket. In a Ziploc bag, it's ready to roll. Fire started. Fire started with some birch bark or some fat wood. I have a cheap um, LED headlamp. I think it was like 15 bucks. It runs on two AAA batteries, and I also bring a small flashlight that runs on one AAA battery. I also used to bring like big, powerful, awesome flashlights, but never used them. For hunting, I bring a little single shot shotgun. We have eaten a lot of ducks and squirrels on these trips. We sometimes see deer and wild hogs, and raccoons, and beavers, and nutra rats, and all kinds of emergency food that's just kind of walking around. Um, It's fun to eat something that you kill on the trip, and it tastes really good. And we also have a lot of poisonous snakes, so it's really, really nice to have this little single shot shotgun to be able to point and click them away from you. So camping and getting away from the world is awesome. Um, not having your phone out while doing it is so much better. And uh, most of the, the gear you already have or you can get real cheaply secondhand. Kayak camping is awesome because you don't have to carry everything. It's so different than normal life. We see way more wildlife while we're in our little stealthy kayaks than we're when we're hiking through the woods. So go find a boat and a creek and you're almost ready to go. And if you have listened to this, this whole thing, and you can get to Louisiana and want to come with, you don't need to bring anything but some clothes and some food. I will gladly take you kayak camping. So this was Droops, or this is Droops, and this has been Hacker Public Radio.